Well, well, well. So you decided to come back for another one, huh? <laughs> come on in, make yourself comfy. It's Uncle Ken bringing you the Tromedy Podcast, the podcast that gets in your brain and keeps you sane. That uh, keeps your mental health and sanity on the shelf. That that makes you laugh out loud because you might cry out in the crowd. Okay, enough. Trumpy Podcast, welcome back. Thanks for uh, coming back and telling your friends, family, neighbors, uh, that weirdo kid on the street and the homeless that you pick up every day to tune in to www.trumpetypodcast.com. We're on Stitcher Radio. If you don't uh, have an internet capability, but you do have an iPhone and you have the ability to pull up apps, you can find us there. You can find us at iTunes, SoundCloud. What's the other one? Uh, a couple others. And by, by the way, we're going to get many more. I'm going to get them all. All the, all the big, the key, the key figureheads of, of podcasting sites. Uh, it's about time we get up there. So how are you? How's everybody doing out there in old podcast land? Well, listen, I'll tell you. Um, I hope you're well. It's flu season. Did you get your Did you get your flu shot? Do you trust it? Are you out there taking care of yourself? I hope you are. I hope you're getting those six, seven, eight hours of sleep every night. I hope you're eating your veggies, and I hope that you're going to take care of your patients with a clear head, nay, a clear conscience. That you've done all you can to fortify yourself for the onslaught of cold and flus and traumas and traumaties that you're going to come across. Because, you know, if you don't, who's going to take care of the one who takes care of the others? Only you and maybe your loved one. Maybe the one that you come home to and, you, and, you, and you, with the burden on your back. You just lay your head into her shoulder, or his shoulder, or its shoulder, you know? And, and you just, and, 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 the, and the hand goes onto your neck, to the nape, and just rubs there and says, hard day at work, honey. And you go, well, tell you what, it's good to be back. It smells like soup's going right now. What a beautiful, what a beautiful way to, to come back from the storm of tragedy, to come into the door and smell dinner on the stove in these cold winter post-holiday months. Remember, you can find us at that old traumedypodcast.com and, uh, and everywhere else. And, you know, people are telling their friends and family. It makes me happy that, uh, well, just running calls in the local vicinity of which I practice my trade, uh, uh, people come up to me and go, hey, I caught your podcast last week. It was really good. Keep it up, buddy. That gives me some some reason to keep it going. Although, I think I would still be talking to a wall, even if that weren't the case. But listen, it's much better to have you by my side as we delve and we push forward at the avant, at the gar, at the avant-garde of emergency medicine into the the abattoir of 2020 you know it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough rough year it's going to be a tough year you're going to see some things that you wish you hadn't but every once in a while you're going to come across something that brightens your day and turns your lights on and makes you see colors you hadn't seen in a while and i hope 
I might be a little spotlight to help you enjoy and see something that you might have missed along the way. Uh, thanks for, for listening, like I said. And uh, all told, I could distill it down to this. Thanks. More coming. Uh, speaking of cold and flu, I have been dealing with uh, that dog. I don't know who that dog thinks he is, but he's screwing up the podcast. Hey! Smoke, come on back. No, that's not my dog barking, but he's barking at my dog, and that's un- that's uncalled for. And um, that's something I don't put up with lightly. Smokehound is the best damn dog on earth. He tries to mess with that dog. I ain't gonna put up with it. No way, no how. Oh, he's he's got he's on scent. Uh, if you can't tell, we're mobile tonight. As dusk descends upon the sleepy little hill valley town of Novato. Uh, do you ever realize that in Back to the Future, the name of the town is Hill Valley? That's hilarious. Um, but I digress. We're mobile. I'm walking around. I got some time to myself. Not, not a very long time, but I'm going to address tonight what an EMT is, why you need EMT, and... Um, what it will do for you in your career and your personal life. Uh, more of this to, to touch on in later episodes, but just to scratch the surface and to understand tonight why you need a class in EMT basic. That is emergency medical technician basic. Uh, <clears throat> this, is a, this is a class that you take that's about a semester long. More or less, give or take. If you take it as a crash course, you'll get it all done in a month. If you do it in a semester, uh, you're going to get it done within about six, six months, right? Or four months, right? Uh, depending. Now, uh, I would suggest for the latter because this, to me, is your first entrance into the medical profession. And what better way to deal with it than to deal with emergencies that hit you? And I think a lot of people that start in EMS that have that first spark to, to come and do something to be able to be there with the right know-how and the right equipment to handle emergencies um, is, is the EMT certification and the EMT course. And so I'm just going to touch on this lightly and see what you think and, and, and see, uh, well, not what you think, but uh, what, it, what it has to offer you. So... You medics and EMTs out there, and you know doctors and nurses, dare I say, that are listening. Yeah, you you can you can fast forward to the next episode, but I think you need to hear what it is to be an EMT and what these people are doing every day, where literally the rubber hits the road. That ambulance is out there fielding calls for the hospitals, making sure that the patient is stabilized enough. That when they get into your hands at the hospital, the air-conditioned, the heated, well-lit hospitals are cutting edge at this time in, in America or the world today. Uh, what, what transpired to get them there in the stabilized state that they're in? And just what people go through, right? Now, listen, yeah, it's not medical school, but... I have had doctors in my classes. I took the course back in 96 
as a high school student and there was a cardiologist in the course. Because it doesn't necessarily translate to working in a hospital. It doesn't translate to specialty fields. So to see what we go through, what we learn in that in that crash course of the human body, the anatomy, the physiology, and the pathophysiology of the body, right? Which later will be explained to you. Uh, you you'll, you'll get an idea of what we are supposed to do and what we are there doing for society uh, at a 24-7 situation. At a 24-7 rate, we are there to handle everything. And I want to tell you things. First off, if you're thinking of doing this, God's love on you. Because it is a tough job. And you are the ones that make the difference right off the bat. I, I just, I commend you. I'm so proud of people that do this job every day and, and know what they're getting into and still do it. Because at times it can be thankless. At times, well, let's be honest, most of the time you're overworked, you're overtaxed, and you're underpaid. And uh, you, 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 you voluntarily go through with it anyway. And you're underappreciated. Because you're the ones that are finding these people in duress. You're, you're putting a, a salve on their injury and illness and mental turmoil. And you're bringing them into the hospital telling them, it's going to be okay. You're going to save. You're, you're going to be okay. You're saving lives in every little step of the way. Trust me, you really do make a difference. And I love you and I want to hear from you. You can always contact me. That being said, at Tromedy Podcast at Gmail for the nonce. You can contact me there anytime with your ideas and questions. Maybe ideas about what you'd like to hear in the next podcast. Maybe maybe problems you're going through at work. You know, just a, you want to have a little you want to have a little gripe sesh. You know, you want to get you want to get weird. Text me, buddy. Or, you know, email it out. I'll give you my number. I don't even care. Uh, but first, give me the, the old email at uh, TromedyPodcast at gmail, gmail.com. Now, hopefully the people that are uh, still listening, oh, so you decided to follow along. Well, let's keep going down this road. Uh, the EMT, what is it exactly that, it, that an EMT does? What is an EMT and why do I need it? Um, well, I'll tell you this. If you're looking at a career in emergency medicine or in emergency care in general, you, you need this class. It, I mean, literally, legally need this class. Uh, it is the stepping stone beyond your basic CPR and first aid course. Everyone that's a firefighter in the state of California, and there might be some weird holdout somewhere in some podunk town, um, everybody needs this class. You need to be an emergency medical technician. Furthermore, like I said about people that were uh, cardiologists and people that work in other professions have taken this course because they want to know what the people are doing on the streets to take care of their patients and to, you know, to prep them for their specialty care. And in many cases, when you're trying to get into med school or when you're trying to get into PA school, they need or they want, it's highly desired that you have done some volunteer work or you've done some 
basic humanitarian work in emergency medicine or in, in a direct patient care uh, situation, right, in, in that kind of forum. And so for many people working in the field, even though they're not going to be EMTs as a career, they take a little foray into this profession to understand what it is and what these people like us are being taught, what they can do for you, and to really understand and empathize with the EMT's job, dare I say, plight. So, let's talk about what an EMT is, first and foremost. Well, emergency medical technician basic is the, the number one ground level individual that shows up on the call when you call 911. They can be in non-911 situations. They could be in interfacility transports. They can work in the hospital. They can be the ones that are checking you into the emergency room. The ones that come and take your blood pressure, your pulse, your you know basic vital signs. And they do triage. They are lifeguards. They are 911 dispatchers. They uh, could be People that, uh, well, just, you know, I worked at a summer camp back in 97, and I got that as, a, I was a camp counselor. And uh, I, I had my EMT, and that allowed me to do a day over at the nurse's station and take care of the kids there. It allowed me the ability to, you know, watch over kids in case something went wrong with them. I had my EMT. And Mar- it, it comes in so handy that um, it's my personal belief that everybody should get one semester in emergency medical training. Because, man, it has come in so handy, not even just for me, but for people that have, have been in a bar, let's say, and somebody collapses down on the ground, and where everybody might run away from that call or hide in the periphery, um, it gives you that confidence to step up and do something and be something. I always say, you know, that, you know, if you see something, be something, baby. If you see something, go out and do it. Be the change you want. So I always found that this is, this is it. This is, this is my soapbox on the first day of emergency medical tre- technician class. Always bring this up. Everybody should have it. So, well, what are you doing is this. You learn the basics of the human body, the anatomy. You get an introduction into the physiology of the the human body, the homeostasis, how the human body regulates itself. And then you get an introduction into pathophysiology. That is, when things go wrong, what exactly is happening in the body so that you can make the best decisions and give the best treatment to fix whatever's going wrong and to stabilize that patient so that they're treated well, they're stabilized, and they're ready to go into the emergency room for further care. All right, so are you with me so far? So the EMT can do all of the care that's done on scene when it comes to traumas. You can C-spine a patient. You can put them in a neck brace, strap them to a backboard, and thereby minimize 
the, abil- the, the, the danger of having a spinal injury go bad because we just threw them on our backs and carried them out. We don't do that. We learn the correct protocol on how to keep the spine in line and how to get them to the hospital. We learn the right questions to ask when somebody's experiencing chest pain and to determine at any chance whether this is a heart problem, whether this is a, a pulmonary embolism problem, or whether this is somebody who maybe just worked out too hard the day before and therefore their chest pain is just because of some sore pecs, which I have had before in my past. Uh, I, as patients, people that say they complain of 10 out of 10 chest pain, and then you find out, well, no, they just they decided to get on a new program and start working out, and now their chest is so sore they can barely even stretch their arms out, you know. But we learn these questions to ask so that we can narrow down what the possible risks of their problem is, and we treat it. When we're talking about medical the medical uh, 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 protocols we're able to di- we are not able to we, we are whoa, we can't diagnose they always say nobody diagnoses but we narrow down what the hell is going on with them now an EMT basic is not allowed to give drugs an EMT basic is not allowed to start IVs and I, an EMT is not allowed to intubate a patient which means putting a tube down their throat and so forth um, but the EMT's job is to discern, based on their problems, if that's indeed necessary. And I'll be damned if there hasn't been situations where a good EMT hasn't saved people's lives and hasn't put the hospital on the right track towards saving that patient's life. And I just want you to understand, an EMT is where the rubber meets the road in emergency care. Quite literally, right? I mean, it's, it's, you're on that ambulance where that old tire's rubbing on that road, you're bringing in the patient and you're taking care of them and you're bringing this patient stabilized to a hospital where they can receive specialty care. So, albeit you don't have a huge scope of practice, you still have a huge responsibility into seeing severe patients, seeing what's wrong, and, and, and figuring out the best treatment for them. In essence, you're the one calling the hospital for the first time when you bring them into the hospital. You're the first one in that ambulance that's going to, by radio, call the hospital, explain the patient's severity, and get them amped up to take care of this patient. You're the one that's going to make this a serious call versus a, a non-serious call. And I can't stress to you how important that is. Your demeanor and your diligence is going to, in many cases, get this patient the care they deserve or not. Now, what does it mean? Why would you want to be an EMT? Uh, an EMT is a great ground level first stepping stone in the in the in the chain of survival right in the in the continuum of care you're the first one that gets there that's official and can handle these people 
It's vital that you are an expert at this profession. The big first problem that we've been having nowadays, and I'll give you a problem, but then we're going to get solutions because, you know, I'm a solution kind of guy. John Lennon said, right, there are no problems, only solutions. Uh, was that? I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. I really love to watch them go. I'm known how to make go round. Okay. Uh, I just had to let it go. Don't let it go with this. In this case, you know, you're going to take care of these people. So. I'm going to bring you, you know, a couple of issues with EMT, what it means, what it, what it is now to take this course and um, why it's, you know, it's a good thing. Now, it's my personal belief that every human being should have the EMT course. Like I said, it's about a, it's about a semester long course. You can get that in a greater to, le- to lesser degree based on the college you go to and based on the kind of money that you want to shell out for it. I myself uh, am, a, am an instructor for EM, EMS uh, and, and our courses last a semester long. I think that's at least as long as, as, as the smallest amount of time that you should take in order to learn EMT basic. I know there are you know, uh, crash courses that can be done in about a month. I don't think that's nearly enough time to let this sift through your consciousness and and subconsciousness and for you to distill the kind of jewels that you need for this course, you know, the need for, for, for this kind of profession. So my, you know, one of the problems might be that, that a lot of classes promise uh, 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 you'll complete this course in about a month and then you're going to be qualified. You're not going to be qualified. Uh, you're not going to be ready for the kind of things you're going to see. But that being said, if you do it even for a semester long, you're probably still not going to be prepared for the profession that soon is to come if you follow through with it. So I guess the thing is this. Take the class. See how you feel about it. But if you're serious about it, delve into it. Be immersed in it for a couple of months and see what shakes out. See how you feel after those couple of months and see, based on that class plus the ride-alongs that you're going to do, if you wouldn't mind working on an ambulance, if you wouldn't mind handling the crews at the hospital that you come across and the fire companies that you deal with and, and see what the, the, the world is like in this, in this profession. See what it means for you to be an EMT. Take your time with it. It's not something you jump into lightly. Remember, you're not going to be paid a lot to be a basic EMT. But the information that you get once you start working in this field, is priceless. And a lot of times that's the reason why people like cardiologists, people that are about to go pre-med, take this course. Because they, they get this basic understanding of what we're doing, and they start to see kind of what 
it looks like to prepare a patient for emergency care. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, you're going to be overworked. You're going to be under rested. You're going to be underpaid and you're going to be underappreciated. But that's the bottom of the rung. And that's what you should understand when you start here. Secondly, just like any other profession, it's about what you put into it. And your reputation will follow based on how you take it, how you take it seriously or unseriously, how, how compassionate you are towards your patients, and um, you know, how, how you, you look towards the future to see, do I want this in my, in my life? And if I do, am I looking to go then to paramedic work? or a physician's assistant, or a nurse, or a doctor, and so forth. Um, If you don't know, when you look at a fire company that shows up at your house when you call 911, everybody on that crew is an EMT. They've already taken this course. There will be a paramedic on on that fire engine, and there will be another paramedic that shows up on the fire, on the, rather, on the ambulance. Usually ambulances are one EMT and one EMT paramedic. In fact, EMTB, which is what I'm talking about now, means EMT basic. EMTP, as in Paul, is, uh, or Papa, if you like the military slang, EMTP is a paramedic, and they do all of the things that you've seen. They start IVs, they push drugs, they, um, they can intubate, which is when they put the tube down your throat when you're unconscious. And, and they're the ones that can do some you know, different things other than defibrillate with the, with, the, with the shocker, you know, that thing that they set up. They can shock and they can do other things with it. They can actually use it like an external pacemaker. They can, they can pump a guy's heart or, you know, get it going to a speed that's going to keep them alive. But it basically comes down to this. A paramedic is just a really, really good EMT that has a couple extra tools in their, in their, in their toolbox that I can do some other cool stuff with. So if you're looking at becoming a paramedic, you got to go through EMT as well. It's a real non-threatening or low-stress introduction into working in a system of sick and injured people. So, like I said before, even if you're not going to go into that profession, the beauty of being an EMT is you get an introduction into anatomy of the human body. You get into the physiology of the human body. So saying, well, the heart and lungs... You know, here's the heart, here's the lungs, the lungs on the left side have two lobes, the ones on the right side have three lobes, because on the, on the left side there's going to be a heart in the way, and therefore there's only two lobes on the left, right? In fact, right now I'm, I've been, I'm recuperating from pneumonia that had collapsed my left lower lobe of my lung because of something called atelectasis or something. Anyway, it collapsed because of junk inside it. Um, and, and anyway, you, you start to learn the anatomy of the body. Now, physiology would be 
Well, what's the cardiopulmonary system do? So when we look at the parts of the body, the physiology of it means how do these organ systems work together to keep the human body healthy? And finally, the last thing that you really learn and you start to delve into, which is the whole crux of EMT, emergency medicine, is pathophysiology. How do you handle somebody whose regular physiology is being damaged or is, is sick? And what exactly is happening to that body when they're sick or injured? And therefore, how are we going to stabilize this patient and keep them stable, keep them alive for the trip to the hospital and their handoff to an emergency care hospital staff? Now, to me, just like, let's say, the people, Israelis have to do two years of military service I feel that everybody should get a basic education on the human body. You're walking around from it and from, you know, from the day you're born and when the day you start taking things in, it might even be before that, right? might even be before that. The moment that you have consciousness, your body is your body. You should start learning about your body. And it's amazing to me that that's not a required course in high school. And especially in high school or college, why, why don't we learn what our body is? Because you got it until the day you die. And everybody around you that's human is going to be going through that same thing with their body. So shouldn't you be educated on it? And shouldn't you be able to, at the very least, if somebody gets hurt at a family gathering or at a a drunken party somewhere and somebody gets hurt, shouldn't you be able to be the one that makes the right step decisions to save them, to keep them alive, to waylay their uh, anxiety and fix whatever's wrong with them, or at least stabilize it? Shouldn't we all have that ability? You know, like I said, man, hey, I don't know if I said on this one, but before, like, you see something, this is the ability for if you see something, you can be something. None of that. Forget that. If you see something, say something. Horse pucky. Get up there and do something. You be the one that gets up and saves that person. Steps in and makes the change. Uh, too many people are filming this on an iPhone saying, somebody help that person. Well, guess what, turkey? That should be you. You could be that person that saves somebody, that helps, that does something. So be the change. So EMT is that course that teaches you just the very iceberg tip to get you thinking about what could be wrong and you step in and fix it. It's, it's your first foray into understanding the machinations of the human body. Now, why would you do it other than that? Other than it makes perfect sense to know what to do, okay, when grandma uh, passes out at a, at, a, at a wedding, and you don't know what, and everyone's saying, we should t- give her water, give her water, and you're trying to feed an unconscious person water, you should be the one to step up and says, no, 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 don't, don't give them water, lay them down, don't walk them around, lay them, 
Okay, now we can call 911. Or if, you know, and, and you're the one that says, no, 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 I'm trained. I can do something better for them. That's a beautiful skill. And that's a beautiful, beautiful art to bring back to the human race. You know, that's, that's the dragon tooth that you bring back to your, your tribe. And you say, look what I found. I can do something. When somebody else is panicking, when people are screaming, you step in and you're the voice and you're the body of change and stabilization. Now, one second, I have to find my dog here because he's running around here. Smoke! 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 Smokey! All right, there he is. Yeah, baby! Oh, God bless this guy. Now, this dog, this dog is my best friend. He might just be my best friend right now. I have friends, but God, he is there every day for me. Now, if I could teach him emergency medicine, that'd be something else. Um, but he's already doing some stuff that's pretty beautiful. He's, he's already there saving, you know, the, your mental aspect, your mental peace of mind. Makes me happy. Okay. So, all right, so thinking about EMT, and I apologize for, for my meandering here, people, but, um, okay, so here's the trajectory that I will um, invite you to listen to here. When you are new in this profession and you've decided either because your family members do it or because uh, people, you, you've seen something happen to people in your, in your life where you see that uh, they need medical attention, you call 911 and you watch the crew that shows up operate with expertise. And that inspires in you the drive, the impetus to, to become an EMT. Um, that, that is what we're talking about here. What, you know, what, would you like to work as an EMT? Would you like to push it further and become a paramedic or a firefighter? Which is usually the, the groups of people that I that I teach in my, in my course. It's, it's uh, either family members are part of that, they, they want to be firefighters, or they want to work as a paramedic. Um, that's the kind of uh, goal that I admire and also that um, you, you might be interested in. So, so do I need EMT? Yes, you need EMT. You need it for personal reasons, and if no other than to know what to do in emergencies with your family when you're off the clock. But you also need it in order to pursue any career in emergency medicine. So when you see people that are uh, showing up to your house when, when grandma's passed out, those are all at least EMTs. They've gone through this training, and they at least, even if they're captains or engineers, they have had to take this course. You absolutely need to be an EMT basic in order to get a job in fire or to pursue being a paramedic. So you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this. Now, let's see where we're at here. Got it. We're good. Baby's... Uh sleeping dog is digging in the back we're, we're square what what you need to think about is this is your career going to be as an emergency medical technician so where can you get a job working as an emt well uh, a lot of times it's the it's the uh, first person that you see when you walk into the er 
that's working the front desk. They're the ones getting vitals. They're getting blood pressures, pulses, oxygen, um, uh, oxygen, SpO2s, and and they're listening to you and they're and they're categorizing your severity and they're deciding on what needs to uh, happen. Do you need to go in right now, or can we wait a little bit and take care of those that are more severe? That is kind of what EMT is when it first starts off, and I've seen. People do this job. Let me just make this point crystal clear. I do run across the occasional 28-year, 33-year veteran that did their entire careers as an EMT. Somehow, they made it work. That is the anomaly. That's not the... The, the majority, the overwhelming amount of people that do this go on to become paramedics, nurses, doctors, firefighters, paramedics, whatever. They all end up doing that because I'll tell you why. Pay. You just can't make it work as an EMT. It's very, well, you can. You just might, but boy, it would be tough. And you need to carry on and get more skills. So I always laugh at people that, on like the paramedics uh, Facebook pages where they go, oh yeah, all these guys, and then they went and became firefighters too. You know, you got to specialize. Well, yeah, you got to specialize. And it doesn't mean that you can't specialize in this first and then find a job in firefighting or find a job working at the ER with some veterancy you know, and, and, and figure it out. Because for the sheer fact of this, pay is not good. Morale is not good for those who stay and stagnate in emergency as an emergency medical technician. It's just, right now the going rate is about $15.50 as an EMT basic. And that's a tough, tough wage to live on. In this day, especially in California, where I where I work, so it's usually the next. It's the first step, but the next step is then to figure out where you're going to specialize, where how you're going to diversify, and then specialize into another profession that will give you the kind of benefits and the kind of uh, wages that are going to help you exist. Um, even as a firefighter right now and a paramedic right now. I'm still not financially stable enough to live in San Jose. Now, of course, uh, people that are listening now and um, anywhere else in America, maybe not New York, um, you're, going to, you're going to have a hard time affording a home and, and providing for a family. And that's, that's a big deal for me, right? I mean, that's a big deal, I think, for everybody is to be able to have that kind of individual... Um, self-sustaining job that gives you time and gives you money enough to have a middle-class career and at 15.50 an hour that's going to be difficult so right now I'm going to tell you if you're thinking about doing this as a career you know God God bless you here but it's going to be tough so you might as well start realizing that it's not going to sustain you for 30 years. Those people that did it, I don't know how they do it, man, but boy, I'm glad that your wife makes a lot of money. I'm glad that you were able to do it. 
For me, I, I wouldn't want to have been an EMT this entire time because the, 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 the liberties and the skills that I learned once I became a paramedic gives me the kind of um, ability and the kind of autonomy to take care of patients at an advanced level and do other, other things. But you have to first get this job as an EMT. You first have to take this course and work your way up, okay? So, so keep in mind, people that are looking to do it, here, here's how you do it. Start looking for, if you're looking to be a firefighter, a couple of things I would, I would definitely say. You first have to get your qualifications, okay? So you first have to take this class. I would take it someplace where there's good, reputable instructors. That being perhaps a city college where you can get great instructors. That you're with a group of people that you, 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 you bond with and you start making connections with. Because you're going to run into them throughout your career. They may help you get a job. You may help them get a job. They're going to be people that you contact after the job, and you're going to use them, and they're going to use you as their contacts, as their, as their um, references. And, and even more so, you're going to start figuring out what this job is all about. It's all about teamwork. It's working together, and when you're on the job, you need a team. You can't be a lone wolf. It just doesn't work out as well as if you could figure out how to work well with a, a company. It's really interesting when I first start teaching these students, they're all very individual, and then I break them into teams. And then while they're in those teams, you start seeing strengths and differences of all the people that are, that are working. And then this beautiful thing happens where within that team, a team leader kind of comes about and then they start meeting after school and they start hanging out going and doing study sessions at somebody's home or they go and they meet you know at a coffee shop afterwards or at a pub afterwards and suddenly this kind of informal family starts to starts to you know arise even even in the class so beautiful to see this that I laugh because in the first day of class, I go, see, everybody's looking at me and they're paying attention to me. By the end of this class, it's going to be hard for me to get a word in because you all are going to be working together in this kind of ragtag family. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting moment that I like to, to see with all of you and think, well, the best thing that can happen now is that by the end of this, six months from now, you hardly even have to listen to me because you can get all the answers from other people in your group, from other people in the class. And if you don't know what to do, you know who to ask. You know who to go to and you know how to work through problems. And in this course, there are going to be a lot of problems. There are going to be a lot of situations that we throw you into that will stifle you and they will make you stressed out. And they'll make the learning that you do with books uh, totally secondary 
to the way that you run calls in this class because in this EMT course, there's the reading, there are the lectures, and then there are the scenarios that we put students through. And those scenarios, by God, are the, they are the, the forge that EMTs are made out of. It's a really cool thing that you do. You start them on lectures. You start them on labs where they learn how to use a gurney. And you learn how to put somebody on a backboard so you can you know, keep their spine in line. And you, you start to see students do you know, well or bad. And you start seeing people work together. But then when we start running scenarios, you have to put that book learning together and you have to do it in real time where you take a patient, you assess them, and you say, I think what's going on here is a pulmonary embolism and I need to give them, on, give them high flow oxygen, put them bolt upright, and we got to go code three to the hospital. And I find that out by just asking the right questions it's a beautiful thing, and it usually, because of that, just blows people's minds. It's so scary at first, the stress level of this job. It's a fucking crazy thing that you go through. Eh, I promise I wouldn't swear. Sorry. It's a crazy thing to, let's say you're learning English, and you learn all the right words, and then they say, okay, stand up, stand in the front of the class. Okay, I need you to give a dissertation in Old English. I need you to say this as if uh, Shakespeare would say it. Go. And it's terrifying for people. Of course, it should be. And with the addition of the stress of everyone watching you and you having to recall what's wrong with this patient and do some treatment, oh my God. It's, it's the craziest thing, and, and people always go, oh, that was so tough, I didn't even know, I thought I knew this stuff until I tried to actually practice it, but it didn't, you know, I messed up, and you go, that's okay, do this, learn how to handle this in the class. I say to them, you can kill as many people as you need to in class, but you can't kill them out in real life, so you should be the one stepping up saying, I don't know if I can pull this off. Can I give it a shot? Let me run a call. Let me be the lead EMT. God bless you. Thank you. You're my favorite student on earth. The one that, that stands up and goes, okay, um, okay, I don't really, okay. All right, I'm going to give it a shot, okay? Can I, can I be the lead? I go, you're, the, you're my favorite person on earth. Thank you. Because you are the example that everybody else gets to watch. And in the meantime, you start realizing other little facts. Everybody in class wants you to succeed. Everybody's watching with the high stress level going. Everyone else is thinking, oh man, oh, would I have done that? Would I would have, maybe I would have done that. Maybe, oh, should he have done that? And then, you know, you run that call and you bring that patient in sweaty and confused and frazzled. And then you sit down with the class and everybody talks about that scenario. You start figuring out what you're good at. And I'll give you a little tip here. You should be stressed out. This job is about life and death. You need to be able to make a friend with stress and chaos. And as soon as you do, you're going to see who your true self is. You're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. But boy, aren't you going to get better the more you do that. The more you put yourself in the driver's seat. And you make yourself oh, in the hot seat. You've got to make sure you get in the hot seat, man. 
And the more you put yourself in the hot seat, the better you're going to be at this profession. What I see as a problem in this day and age is students taking this course and thinking of it as an academic class. A lot of students will take this because it's a full course load. It may be 12 units, which means, oh, I qualify for financial aid. I can get my student loan, so forth. Um, and as long as I can just get through this class with a C, I pass, and it's good. But it's not that kind of course. This is not an academic didactic course. In the long run, in the, in, in the ideal situation, you will be on an ambulance or on a fire engine and you're going to be showing up to people that could potentially be dying and you need to think of the right thing to do at the right time. I can't express to you how little this has to do with you. Yes, you have to be damn near perfect. Yes, you need to think clearly on all of these things. Yes, you need to put your own stress factors aside and and handle the emergency at hand. And then, even then, you might just save somebody's life. There are still pitfalls and there are still unstable medical emergencies that you won't be able to fix. But the sooner that you realize I have to be able to think clearly all through this without any regard for my own mental level of stress. And I actually handle this call. Better you're going to be at this profession. And then after the calls run and the, we sit around with the class and talk about it, you can decompress and you can talk about the stress and you can, you can say things. Oh, my God, I totally missed that point. Oh, my God. And everyone goes, I know, dude. Oh, I saw you miss it. You're going to miss it. Oh. And it's like, all right, my bad, you know. But I learned something because you will learn something when you run these calls, when you're put in that situation. And if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to be the one that's on the chopping block, if you're the one who's willing to be lead singer on the call, the more you do it, the better your voice is gonna get. The more nuanced your patient care will be. And the more confident you're gonna be to run the call. When it really becomes your first call on the line, working as an EMT in the field, aren't you going to be thankful that we got to run, that you got to be the lead on all those fake calls so that you make the right decision? So one of the big things that happens is these students don't realize it's not about the grade. It's about your skills that you learn in the trade. Man. You know what I mean? I'm rhyming all the time here, but that's really what it comes down to. And for those students that I see understand that early, and they go, do I have to memorize all this? No, no, no. You not only have to memorize it, you have to be able to say it back to yourself and to the patient and to retain everything that's being said back to you so that you can present them to the hospital, so that you can understand what's wrong with them, that so that they get better care so that's a very very important skill and the only way that i can tell you as a tip take that class make sure that class is not a month long that's that's pretty pretty lame to do it in in a month and you're not going to pull off as much as you would 
if you're living it for a little while, if you're in that class for a semester or a quarter, you know, or even a summer school, a couple months, it's just it's better when it sits and distills and steeps in your mind. It's going to make your understanding of of a patient care situation more better. It's going to make it better, all right? So, where are you going to do this? Where are you going to take this class? Are you still thinking about doing it? You want to be, in, as a paramedic, you want to be a, a firefighter? You're going to have to take this course. Where should you take it? I would say something, like I said, a, 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 a city college or a college course. They're going to have better contacts because por- partially, or par- I'm sorry, portion of this will be you doing ride-alongs with real paramedics and EMTs in a 911 system. In many courses, they also allow you to see what interfacility transports are, where you would take a patient from home to uh, the hospital and back for routine care, or you might take them from one hospital to another. If they perhaps live in Southern California and they're up vacationing in Northern California and they get in a car accident and they, they're not, they're not um, cleared and they're not, they're not uh, discharged from a hospital to go home on their own volition, many times we take them in an ambulance from one hospital and bring them to another hospital, you know. And that's another portion of this job, which probably a lot of you will start doing early in your careers. Um, you're going to be able to do these ride-alongs. You're going to be able to see what the job looks like. The more you do that, the more you see what it's like, well, it's going to give you literally the, 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 the skills to know and, and, and the understanding to think, do I want to do this or not? And that's another huge portion of this is, even if you don't do this career, at least you get some understanding of what people that do do this career experience every day. And it gives you at least some appreciation. So, I would say this. If you want to learn about the human body, if you want to know what the hell is going on with the 911 systems and, and, and beyond the politics and beyond the, all the things that you're seeing on the news and trying to understand, take a class, ride along and see what it is to do EMT and see what these people are exposed to every day. It's certainly going to give you some understanding of the kind of stress that these people that walk around every day with you are facing. It's tough. It's a tough, thankless job. It's a beautiful thing when I show up at the firehouse and someone's just brought us a a dozen cookies just to say thank you because, oh my God, that is, that's beyond what we even expect. But it's totally necessary. It's, I'm sorry, it's, it's totally necessary. Let me be honest. It's fucking necessary, man. Because you, you need that. You need to understand. You need some kind of pat on the back to know you're not just, you're not just somebody who's floating in the wind that just does this stuff. Because there's going to be times. All right. So you need to know that you're appreciated. That, that's really what it comes down to. Um, Right now at San Francisco City College, if you live in this city, it's free. You can take this course for free. 
put into it as much as you wish to get out of it. And it, it truly is one of those courses where if you put in, you will get back tenfold. Now, if you were looking to go on to something else, I'll just talk about paramedic, for instance. Most of the time, to get into a paramedic course, which is much more highly sought after, and uh, the rigors to get into it are, are higher, one of the big things they want to see is, well, by, by all legal qualifications, you, you, you have to take the, an EMT basic. You can't just jump to being a paramedic. So every paramedic student is already an EMT. Beyond that, most, EM, uh, most paramedic courses require some amount of working in the field prior to starting as an EMT. So you have to have, or it's highly desired to have experience in the job. And why is that? Well, because they want to see, have you dealt with this before? Do you know what you're getting yourself into? If you're going to work as a paramedic, have you been on an ambulance before? Do you know the parts of the ambulance? Literally, you know, the anatomy of an ambulance. You know where the bandages are. Do you know where the EKG electrodes are? Do you know how to drive around when it's code three lights and sirens and you need to get to a hospital? Are you not going to make any wrong turns or are you going to make any wrong turns getting to the patient's house? You have to have some indoctrination into this kind of world where high stress is the norm and patient care uh, is just what you do 10 hours, 12 hours, 24 hours or 48 hours a week or a day, all right? How would you say it? So for right now, I work 48 hours on and then I have four days off. And that gives me enough time to go teach, which is beautiful. I love being able to give back. I truly do love teaching EMTs because men, you know, the first time that they get to dip their toe in life-saving. And, uh, it, and they're hopeful. People are hopeful when they get into it. They, they're so excited. Because they don't know what it is to be underappreciated and underworked and taxed and seeing some pretty bad stuff. But man, once they start working and they start liking it and they become the paramedics or they want to be a paramedic, then you get them in the class and they're like, okay, I'm serious. I've decided on this and this is, this is I'm more so into paramedicine. I can't wait to be able to give drugs in case uh, they, they need it. You know, I can't wait to be able to get these added tools to my, my, tool, my toolbox. I can't wait to do this. You get the occasional person who is like, well, yeah, I've already worked as an EMT for about two and a half years. I'm pretty much I know what's up, dude. And you're like, you don't know yet. I, I know it's an ego-driven situation, and you, and you want to believe that you've seen it all, but you haven't. You haven't. Even working as a, you know... Even working in a busy system, you have it. But when you get into this profession, you got to be willing to go the whole nine yards on it, you know? Um, it's important to be able to pull that off and to understand that what you're getting into is, you know, a career situation. In order to pull that off, you got to take EMT, okay? So, here's my goal. Here's, here here's, should be your goal here. Set aside some time. Hopefully you're younger than older if you want to go into it as a profession. If you don't want to go into it as a profession, do it tomorrow. 
If you're looking to do it, the sooner the better. Apply for a class right now. Wait till you get in and take it seriously. Make sure that you have enough time, aside from your job, to be there because there are legally uh, an amount of hours you have to put in at work. I'm sorry, at the at the job at the class, you have to have a minimum of 240 hours work at the at class. That means participation. That means that you have to get signed up on all the skills. And you have to be able to pay for the amount of money, right? You, you have to be able to pay for that college course. Sorry, hang on a second. There's some people running here. I'm going to talk to you in just a second. Sorry, there was a dog. And by the way, we're mobile today. I don't know if you could tell. We're mobile. I'm walking around doing this podcast on my phone. And uh, I'm over at a local school that I went to kindergarten at. So as the dusk finally um, blankets me in a, in a, in a beautiful moonless night i'm sitting around and walking around my old territory reminiscing about me being a child at this school and playing little league baseball at this diamond to my left um and 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 what i was going to say is allot yourself the time and the energy that you're going to need to take this seriously because again i can't stress how little when you really do this job it's about you understanding because you should already understand what's going on. You should have already gone through those rigors in class and you need to learn how to handle people in real time. So allot yourself some time to do the reading. Give yourself the opportunities to succeed in EMT class and give yourself an open-eyed look at EMT work in an EMS system, in a 911 system. And see if it's worth it. See if it's for you. And then you can make that decision to become a nurse, to become a paramedic, and to move on with it. Second thing is, make sure you're volunteering to do all the scenarios. You're the one that steps up, is not sitting down and trying to hide in the periphery. When they say, can I get somebody to run this call? When they ask that, can I get somebody to run this call? Step up and go, okay. Um, yes, I'll do it. Believe me, we don't think you're going to be perfect at it. Believe me, we don't expect you to be an expert. Because, God, I tell you, I'm not even an expert. Which is why when I do these things at the fire department, I always volunteer because I got to practice what I preach. You know, I got to be, I've got to be the one that also goes, all right, I'll let me run that. And then what you do by doing that is you put yourself in the hot seat, you give yourself the stress and you see how you handle it. And then secondly, what you do is you allow those people around you to see what it's like for someone to be in the hot seat and you encourage them to also do that. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the, that's what a leader is. And then, lastly, just approach this thing like this is what you want. How could I say this? It's, this is going to allow you the ability to do something when all else hits the fan. 
when it is dire and everyone else is panicking with their hair on fire and running around, you're expected to run into that fire. You're expected to go and find that patient that has just collapsed, is in cardiac arrest, and is dead for all intents and purposes. And you need to step in and fix it. And that's really all we do. We see a problem and we fix it. We're the ones that don't startle. We're the ones that don't panic, even though it might be right there, right below the, the, the conscious stream of your emotions in your limbic system. And we do something for the better for that patient. And now I ask you, I, there's a lot of things that I think about when, I'm, when people ask me, like, what do I do? I'm, so I'm a firefighter and I'm a paramedic. And, you know, basically, uh, ha, 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 I always say, like, so basically, I'm a firefighter and a paramedic. I run into a burning building, pull the patient out, bring them outside, and then perform CPR and life-saving techniques and bring them back to life. I'm basically a superhero. Ha, 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 ha. Um, I've since, since met people that are true superheroes. But I ask you, isn't there, is, there, is there anything that's not closer to being a superhero than that profession, than doing that job? Truly. I mean, come on, man. That is sexy as hell. I, I love it. I don't get paid well, okay? So when I show up and you go to different parties and mixers and so forth, and the soirees ask, what do you do? And they go, uh, I'm, you know, well, you've seen like when someone's doing a project managing, I'm kind of the, the side project manager. I assist the project manager on, okay, so I work for an internet company. And they start telling you the story. Not to, not to, not to bag on those people that do that. But it's, I don't have to explain what I do. And I don't have to think that what I do is meaningless. I don't get lost in the, in the chaff of life and think, man, what am I doing? Is this worth it? It's worth it. It's worth it. And the, 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 uh, you know, the converse of that is people go, oh, you're a firefighter. Okay, so you, you saw a book when you were two years old of a fire engine going on a call, and you went, oh, I'll do that. Hey, you, you must not be very uh, imaginative with your life decisions. And it's like, well, yeah, you probably don't think that. And yeah, of course, you look at my pay, and you would probably think I'm not that, you know, I, I didn't really strive for something. But man, at the end of the day, and this is after all the things I've gone through, you know, the pay and the, and the, and the turmoil of life and, you know, just trying to make ends meet for about 10 years because it took me a good 10 years from being serious about getting a career where I could support myself. It took about 10 years. Being an EMT, being a paramedic, working over in Oakland, working overseas in Afghanistan, uh, to finally convince people in a fire department that I was what they were looking for. About 10 years. I put in that time and I got there. But now, at least at the end of the day, I can say I do something that matters. And now I can branch out and I can do all sorts of other stuff with my life. But I don't have that existential angst 
that so many people have endemically in this society. I don't have that. And that, my God, is a breath, a full breath that I can, I can take and know. Okay, now I can focus on what I want, what I want to be, what else I want to do, what else I can be uh, this dedicated towards. Because I'm already doing this for everybody else, right? And in many ways, for myself. I mean, there's nothing more gratifying than doing this profession and knowing I'm good out of it. Not knowing I'm, you know, not, not out of, not out of bragger, you know, not bragging, not out of um, um, hubris, but just knowing where it needs to happen at the meat and bones of saving lives. I'm substantial and I can pull this off and your grandmother and your parents and you are safe in my hands. That's a fucking hell of a beautiful thing to be able to have in my back pocket that whispers to me at night and goes, you're doing it right. You're doing it. Don't worry about it. But it starts all the way down at that first step taking that class, EMT basic, and learning the basics about the body and what to do if and when something goes wrong. And I guarantee you, you're going to have that feeling. You keep this up. You do this job. You're going to know that feeling too. Remember, you can find us at traumatypodcast.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes Radio. Tell your friends and family. As I always say, if you got it, then use it. And the world at large will thank you for it. God bless you. Now my dog's running off. Talk to you next episode. Smoke!